0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're talking organization. Not mise en place, or keeping your knives in a row, but labor organizing. If any restaurant worker is listening to this and is like, yes, I want something different, but I don't know where to start, first step they just need to do is to find one of us and get plugged in.
2: As independent contractors, they can't directly tell people you know when or, or where to work but by using sort of gamified
1: nudges to push people that is sort of how they um, move the workforce around. Tune in to Meet in 3 available wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And welcome to the Feed Feed podcast. I'm Alexa Santos, a food editor at the Feed Feed, the world's largest crowdsourced food publication and social media community serving as your daily source for what to cook, bake, eat and drink. Throughout season four of the Feed Feed podcast, we will be trying to help you solve that daily question that we're all faced with, which is what's for dinner. Each week we will be speaking with members of the hashtag Feed Feed community who are a constant source of ideas and inspiration and help us get dinner on the table every night. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by Erica Vitrini. Erica is a content creator, TV host, lifestyle expert, brand spokesperson, producer, blogger, and proud mom of two. Find her amazing cooking videos on social media at Erica V on Instagram and at Erica's food on TikTok. And her name is spelled E-R-E-K-A, in case you were (laughs) wondering. Welcome to the Feed Me podcast, Erica.
3: Alexa, thank you for having me yeah there's a story about that name too.
2: <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, tell us about that first because i've actually been wondering all along.
3: yeah, well, my mother is Maria Carmela orlandina. my father's Luigi, my brother's Aurelio, and for some reason, my mom wanted to come they wanted to name me Erica, but my mom was pronounced she she claimed she was like literally just just given birth, and she was in the hospital and they came to her and they said. Okay, Erica, fine. How do you want to spell that? And she she sounded it out and she knew E, R, and then she knew the K sound in English was K. So that's where the K came from. And then A. So it was, it was you know, phonetic
2: the well, way that she... It's very unique. I've never known an Erica whose name was spelled like that, but it's very... Uh it's it's quintessential you. It's like I think of it, I'm like, oh of course, it's Erica. <laughs> yeah, until
3: until they start calling you like Eureka in camp. And then you're oh. like, mmm.
2: <laughs> Wonderful. So obviously you're an Italian mother and you're doing amazing things on in so many different facets of your life. But I wanna go back to the beginning and learn about a little bit about where kind of like your culinary inspirations came from. Like talk yeah. to me about food and family and kind of what was the culinary situation with you growing up?
3: Yeah, I mean, you just said it, food and family. That's the connection right there. My parents are Italian immigrants um, who came over. My mom, I think, was 15 and my dad was 18 when he came over and they opened up a pizzeria restaurant together. And so my youngest memories is in the pizzeria, you know, rolling dough, flipping chicken cutlets. um, And that was just the commercial side. Then at home, we grew up on escrow and beans and brocarabe and my, and my, um, my fruit bowl was never like apples and bananas. It was always like kiwis and persimmons. And so they really, they really, we really brought the food that they ate at home, uh, back in Italy to America with them. And they, they kept those traditions alive. Um, and so I feel very connected. I mean, I wish I could take everyone to Christmas Eve at my aunt's house and with 35 people and just the variety of fish and food and I mean it's just incredible um and so that's where it came from I mean I have my very early memories of 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 family life has always been centered around food
2: oh my gosh yeah that feast of the seven fishes and all those like lovely lovely traditions yes i An Italian family on Christmas Eve sounds like the place to be, if you ask me. (laughs)
3: Yeah. And, you know, it's true. Like, I think Italians really express love through food. You know, it's just how they show they nurture, they care, they love through food. And I I have always been the same way. When you come to my house, I'm going to make you your favorite meal, serve you your favorite cocktail and make you feel like
2: you're at home. Okay. Well, I'm coming over. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. My goodness gracious. And so where did you grow up? I know you said your, your parents were Italian immigrants, mm-hmm. but where, where, where were you growing up? I
3: grew up in, in New York, in Westchester, New York. Um, lived there my whole entire life from when I was five until uh, I left to go to school. And then I lived in New York City for a long time. And then from there moved around. But my whole childhood was in New York.
2: Yes, yeah, so um, you're an Italian very, New Yorker. <laughs> I am. And there was this
3: big Italian community uh, in my town in Eastchester where I grew up, um, which was pretty cool.
2: That's awesome. So when yeah. did you start picking up? I know I'll, I'm sure your your grandparents and your mom and dad and aunts and uncles and everybody was cooking. But when did you start getting involved in the kitchen and kind of starting to pick up on that culinary tradition? Yeah, that's a really good question because my mom is kind of the worst about that. She did not want us in the kitchen ever.
3: She's, she'll tell you right now that I'm a better cook than her because I like to pay attention. My mom has a lot of good qualities. She doesn't love to cook. She can cook, but she doesn't love to cook. And she doesn't like to pay attention to the details of cooking, which, I mean, cooking can be in the details, really. Um, and so when I was little, she would always like shoo us out. We couldn't help. We couldn't even today. Even now, I have to kind of force myself into her kitchen when we're there. Um, so I started really cooking when I left and when I went to college and I remember like, I already had sort of like been interested in it and my aunt knew that I was interested. So I came to college and I had like three jars of like homemade sun-dried tomatoes and like six jars of homemade, so- you know, nut sauce, uh, the, the canned tomatoes. Um, and so I- that's where I started cooking in college. And then mm-hmm. it really grew when I became a mom, um, because it was super important to me to, let my, I really wanted my kids to uh, experience food and to love food and to um, eat healthy, which for me is just means just eating whole foods and not so much processed food.
2: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. so you're, you did not go to culinary school, correct? This is you're a home chef.
3: No, but I am a home chef for sure, and that's what I call myself. I'm not a chef, but I am um, I' you know there I feel like we all have our different things that we love and we're passionate about there's something I was explaining this to my husband the other night. Like I, I have met food memories from such a long time ago and there it's sort of like my intelligence is more in food than in other things. <laughs> Don't ask me to craft. I can't <laughs> craft. Um, but when it comes to food, I have like very distinct memories of flavors and smells and those sorts of things come very easy to me. So it's easy for me to be creative in the kitchen because I have, and then I've traveled so much, Luckily that, uh, and I'm so inspired by, by, you know, cu- local cuisines. Um, I just kind of take it all in. I'm like a sponge. And I think that's, what's helped me be a, a I think a pretty decent home chef. Home
2: I cook, think so too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. home cook Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So I guess you said it kind of clicked for you in college. What was kind of your culinary evolution? I assume, you know, it had a lot to do with travel and, um, you know, cooking for friends. And I guess, how did you kind of like come into your, into yourself as a home cook and kind of having mm-hmm. that, you know, kind of wide repertoire of things that you can just kind of whip out without mm-hmm. ever like being formally trained? Like, how did that happen for you?
3: Yeah. I, well, I think the the flavors and the taste definitely came from travel. So I, tr- I, I studied in Italy when I was in college and then when I left college, I worked for, um, Estee Lauder, uh, their, um, it was their, both GE and Estee Lauder, but it was their internal operating. It's a long story, but basically they'd sent me all over the world, everywhere from Hong Kong to Greece to Sydney, Australia. And I travel. And even when I was studying in Italy, I spent the weekends in different countries. So I I was really dedicated, not on eating at eating at the fancy restaurants, but eating at where the locals eat. I would literally like go to, I'm like, where should I eat? And someone would say, go here. I'm like, no, no, no. Where do you eat? And I, you know, ask the locals, those kind of things. And I, and I spent a lot of time doing that. So when it came to my palate and um, my sense of food, or I don't know, how your food (laughs) IQ, I don't know. That's where that happened. But then being able to cook quickly in the kitchen came with kids. Cause like in college, it was like, sure, let's, let's make dinner. Let's make it an event. And (laughs) the whole night is like cooking. And then your mom and you're like, okay, I got like half an hour to whoop something up. And it's very important that there's veggies and a protein and there's certain things that are on this plate. Um, so that is what made me a quick cook. Um, and and really like kind of honed in my skills of being yeah. a cook.
2: Yeah. Trial by fire. I bet there's probably no harsher critics that you've had in your life than your two little ones. (laughs) And now, especially in the beginning, I have
3: to tell you, it is such a struggle because you really want your kids to eat certain things. And obviously they're not immediately loving the stuff that they, they, but I'm sort of, I was pretty, I was kind of a mean mom in that sense. (laughs) I, yeah. Well, cause we grew up in a house that like, you didn't argue with what you were being served. Right. So there's squid in your pasta and you're going to eat that squid when you're three years old. i like, watched watch my little cousin's kids before I had children take bongole and like, like eat them out of the shell at two. Right. No and I was like, yeah, I swear to God. And so I was like, that's going to be me. <laughs> and it wasn't easy because my daughter was a finicky eater. My, my son wasn't, but you should, I, I was, I was committed. And, um, I remember for a while I was thinking, what is my like mantra on, you know, getting my kids to eat? Cause everyone's always like your kids eat so well. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't, I don't have like a system. And then I read one thing in the Huffington Post and it was a, mom, a Greek mom and the interviewer said, how do you get your kids to eat? Um, how do you know they're going to eat the food you make? And she just said, oh, they'll eat it. <laughs> and I was like, mom, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, 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 they'll, they'll eat it. There'll be fights if they don't. And they're, you know, they're allowed to not like it, but we have this like no yuck rule in my house where you can't go, ugh, ugh, I, I, that gets me crazy. You can say, it's not my favorite, you know? Um, I don't want that much of that, but you're going to try everything and you're going to appreciate the the, the nuances of the food that you're eating. And it's worked for me so far.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. That is quite a philosophy. I feel like, I mean, yeah, I feel like it did really change with time because what you're describing about, you know, you know, when you were growing up, you, there, it wasn't really an option for you. <laughs> That's kind no. of how my parents describe it to me when they were growing up. And then of course, you know, I'm one of three kids, you know, grew up in the nineties where, things really changed and it was like my mom was making three different dinners for three different girls and um you know I feel like it just really evolved with like I guess you know parenting and you know allowing your kids to have that flexibility and tastes and you know pickiness but I I love that that you were basically just like yeah I mean they don't really have a choice they're gonna try it if it's not their favorite you know what we live and we learn but yeah it, yeah that's, I but-
3: and like, there's no way you can't tell me you don't like something if you've never had it before. And I also just didn't have the time. I was a working mom. So I don't have the time to make three meals for you. You know, I just, I just, uh, yeah, it's like, and I can't imagine. I only have two. I can't imagine if you have three, four kids, um, how yeah. complicated that can be. But And oh luckily my husband eats whatever I make. So we're lucky that way. Yeah.
2: Um, but, <laughs> I'm sure he but, loves
3: it too. He does. And it was really important too. Like I want my kids to. To love food. I don't want to hide veggies in cupcakes or cookies. Not that there's anything wrong. If you have to do that, I totally get it. It's not, I'm not judging, but that, that I just wanted them to love, love food. Um, And so that was, that was my goal. That That's was my awesome.
2: goal. Yeah. yeah. So when you were growing up, I know you, you mentioned a little bit about some of the like traditional Italian things that you were growing up eating here in Westchester, but what were some of like the, the staples in your house? growing up as a as an Italian kid in Westchester, New York. Honestly, like it's such a yeah. like it's really like a stereotype in and of itself. But it's like I'm so familiar with it, like yeah. being in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um
3: well for me, we I mean it like I said, so I think it's a little bit different. Like my parents weren't um I'm first generation, right? So mm-hmm. they were really cooking what they ate as kids. So um, everything like I mean, my dad was kind of—he was always like sort of a healthy eater. So we eat a lot of fish. So um, there was always fish. There was escarole and beans. There was brocarabe, There were lots of roasted peppers. Um, obviously, pasta, um, lentil soup was a big deal in our house. Like that kind of stuff was my—those were my mom's, my mom's go-to. Uh, I'm trying to think of like what I loved. I mean, I loved—I loved fish. I still do. It's you know, I love it.
2: Yes. No, me too. And I feel like that's something that I wasn't really forced, not forced, obviously, but I wasn't really, I wasn't given that like you have to try all these fish because I, you know, growing up, I was always kind of like, eh, I don't like salmon and I don't like this, you know, just like a picky little kid. And now as an adult, I absolutely love fish. So it's like, I I bet your kids have really been open-minded to it and you've probably given them really delicious (laughs) options to choose from fish-wise.
3: I'm sort of annoyed because I feel like they are so used to the meals I provide that like, I'm, I can't wait till like they get out of the house and they're like, oh, it's not like this everywhere. You know, it's like <laughs> I mean, I really, cause I do, I mean, even before I started creating these videos and going there with it, um, I always, it was, it, it was also my creative outlet. Right. So like, it's my Zen moment when I'm in the kitchen and I have the opportunity to like cook and be creative. It's, I love it. Like I it really, it's my happy place. Oh. Um, so yeah, it really is. And so I do, I love thinking about new ways of doing things and I can like stay up all night now, especially, but even then, especially when I had guests, we, we host a lot, um, in our house. When I found this house up in the burbs in Connecticut, um, it has a huge dining room, which is not something everybody wants, but I was like, this is my house. Cause in my mind, you know, all of my crazy aunts and uncles, crazy in a good way. We're all crazy. I'm crazy. (laughs) Yes. Um, My cousins, all of us around this big table for hours, you know, eating later, getting, as I get older, drinking. Um, It was just, that's what I remember. And that, that was a very happy place for me. And that's what I wanted in my home too. So
2: That's wonderful. That's so fun. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's what it's all about. And, you know, now luckily with Things taking a turn, and you know, it getting safer to gather. I feel like that's probably something you've really missed, huh?
3: Yeah, I really missed it. But it's been so nice to be able to share across social media because I really feel like I'm helping people put interesting meals on the table and have more faith in their ability to cook. Because it it can be complicated; cooking can be very complicated, but it also can be pretty simple. Which is, I think, why I'm like Italians. That's their whole that's their, that's the Italian cuisine, right? It's like taking really good ingredients and preparing it simply. So relying on the ingredients to do the work rather than your technique, you know, French, which I love French food is different. Um, But I, I I think that I've, I'm hoping that I am sharing and I'm getting really good feedback. So it's felt really nice.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like that's, that is really a, a great way of describing your content. So the videos you put out, you know, it is, elevated like you're not you know it's not like grilled chicken and broccoli but it is you know getting people to think about food in a different way and like hey this isn't that hard you know you're Mm -hmm. a working mom of of two and you're juggling a career and feeding your kids and making these videos and doing all that but you're making stuff that is very delicious and exciting and dishes that I've never thought about cooking that I see your videos and I'm like oh wow like that looks great. I would have never even thought about putting those things together. So I I think that's really awesome to be able to like share that with people, especially during this time of the world where so many people are cooking. Yeah. And I try, I try to do that. I think even when I'm cooking classic Italian
3: or when I'm cooking a traditional dish or whether it's a trend, trending dish, like the pesto eggs are now, whatever it is, I try to think of that ingredient that would make it more my own, um, Mm -hmm. that would take it to the next level. Cause sometimes that's all that it is, is a few tweaks in your ingredients and you've got a dish that's really special. Um, and, and people don't know that, that those things exist. So you kind of want to open their eyes to the possibilities of what they can do. And then I think it's cool when they go from there and they're like, you know, I really, I've I got great feedback that's like, you know what? I'm going to try this with this. And I'm like, do it, yeah, me too next time. Like it's one of those things we kind of build off of each other because that's what cooking really is. Um, it's, you know, you have, to, you have to tweak things to your own. Even when I was following recipe or, or when I do follow recipes, I tweak it to be my own, right? Yeah. I mean that's the way you have a drink, a cocktail, anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So how would you describe your cooking style? I know you obviously have a, a heavy emphasis on Italian, but also a fair amount of emphasis on, you know, healthy living. I guess how would you mm-hmm. kind of describe your style in a nutshell?
3: I think that I I think that my food is primarily Italian Mediterranean, primarily. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love Mexican food too. So it's just, I think for me, it's like I said before, just simply prepared dishes where the focus is on the quality of the ingredients rather than the technique because I'm a home cook. Right. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to, that's not my job. Um, and that and like, so that's basically it. It's just, it's just, and and then I, and then I do try to elevate it. And I have to say, I love presentation because I think we eat with our eyes. Mm -hmm. So I definitely believe that the way that you lay food out is part of the experience. So I hope that I show people a little bit of that without being too crazy. You know, like (laughs) I just think there's like color is so important for me on a plate. I I love the way color brings things to life. And I'll I'll never, I always, fresh herbs do so much. I mean, it's, it really is all about the ingredients. Yes, Um, absolutely. But attainable too. Like you can do this. That's what I want to say. I should say it. And you can do this. If I can do this, you can do this. There's nothing
2: different between <laughs> the two of us, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah, I mean, the fact that you're not relying so heavily on technique where it's like, these are easy things that you can do in any home kitchen without needing like, you know, a salamander in a restaurant to be able to like yeah. melt the cheese on top and all that. So it's, um yeah, it's great. I, I mean, I personally have been very inspired by your videos. And do you think that doing that type of content has elevated your cooking, you know, cause you're doing so much of it. I'm sure you're spending so much time thinking about recipes and what to put together. Would you say that, you know, this was kind of a welcome boost to For your
3: sure. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you're like, I'm, I always cook from my gut. And uh, what I what I you know, it's this is it's in my house right it's with my friend and now I'm like well if I'm gonna show them how to do that I better make sure I'm doing this right you know like like yeah. what's the temperature of this meat supposed to be and like you know I I test I, it's all I for me I'm a very Italian cook right and now I'm measuring <gasps> I never measured before oh dear <laughs> lord and it's like one of those things where it's definitely and now I'm being like you said I'm I'm well I love. There's a community of us and you know this, Alexa, like there's a community of creators and I'm so inspired by them too. I was showing my husband the other day, um, some of the cooks from other countries and he's like, wow, that Mm. looks amazing. I've never seen that before. You know, I know you had Lamise on too, at one point on the feed feed and her food is different, but spectacular. And like, I get inspired by them to, you know,
2: it's all of that. It's all of that. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's really evolved. I feel like you're kind of the quintessential example of like what's happened in the last year or so where all these, you know, home cooks or, you know, even restaurant cooks who were laid off kind of emerged out of the woodwork and have brought their style of cooking to the masses. And I feel like the the game of home cooking has completely changed just with like, you know, obviously the pandemic and then like the proliferation of TikTok and short form video and inspiring kind of the next generation of cooks and I feel like you're kind of like one of those examples of like, you know, you were doing something pretty different before and now you're bringing like approachable yeah. recipe videos to you know hundreds of thousands of people every day. So it's just yeah, it's, it's crazy I should tell you see. that story real
3: quick. Oh, see, like I've always had this this blog called Beautiful Moms or and it ha- yes. and I've always put my recipes out there, but it was really more because my friends were like, oh, can you give us this recipe? And I got kind of sick of it. And I started putting them, putting a blog together. And then I realized in the last year, I you know I worked in television. I still work in television. I wanted to go move towards food. And I had sort of been sort of planting the seeds because even when I worked on my talk show or whatever, they always put me with the chefs because they knew I knew how to cook. Like I, mm-hmm. it, it was known in the industry that I could cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my daughter, this is how it all started for me. My daughter for months had been saying to me, you know, you need to, I, I even had the equipment. Like I was like, I'm going to shoot stuff. Like no one will watch it, but I'll do it. And my daughter's like, you have to be on TikTok. You have to do TikTok. And I said, I'm not doing TikTok, Joss. Like I'm way too old for this. I'm not. <laughs> and I pushed her off for like a month and then quarantine happened. And she was like, come on, now's the time. And I said, uh, sure. Don't get your hopes up. And that first video, it's now at like over a million, um, likes, but 6 million views. My very You're first video, way. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's just because I looked in the camera and I said, home from school, make your own lunch. And then I, I did a pesto and a pasta, like a really simple rigotta gnocchi. Um, I mean, you literally can whip this thing up in 15, 10 to 15 minutes. And they it just went nuts. And then I started. Thank God I was ready for the opportunity. And I just started to create content and push it forward, which was kind of cool.
2: Oh, my gosh. So what when was that? What month was that last year when you made that March. first video? Oh, it March. was March? It was right away.
3: Right away, it was because she was literally had been bugging me literally for like a month, and I'm like, I'm doing <laughs> it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't even know how to use TikTok. i um, I was an Instagram girl, obviously. I'm a different generation, but now I I love TikTok. I mean, I loved it. I love what I love it. I
2: love yeah, it. I mean, I'm. Geez, I mean, I didn't know anything about TikTok or you know any. I I mean, and, and honestly, looking back, it's like almost sort of something that I regret of like not taking advantage of that opportunity when it presented itself back mm. in quarantine, but obviously everybody was kind of dealing with their own things. You know, I was, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find work and living with my family, you know, all all six of us were back at home with, you know, my parents, yeah. siblings, boyfriend, two cats. Like we were all back at home. Like we left New York. There was a lot going on. So yeah. I, I try not to be too hard on myself, but yeah, I mean that opportunity that, you created for yourself. It was like the perfect timing, and I feel like yeah. Well, and I, I, you know, I
3: wanted it too. Like I think that's part of it. Like I was like, I could do this. I
2: could do it. And so it was one of those things. I had
3: so many ideas that had been running around my head for for years, and they were on my blog. That I was like, well, I might as well just see what what works. Um, and God, it's been so much fun. It's been really a lot of fun. I, awesome. The short form, the short form videos though, are really just. I mean, think about how many times you've gone to a long-form video and you've been like, oh, this is not what I want. And the intro is so long, and I don't know if this – but 30 seconds to a minute of anything, you can sit there for, right? You're like, oh, and even if you just pick up one little thing from the video,
2: that's enough because it only took 30 seconds to a minute of your time. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And then, it, it. I mean, you if you are inspired by the recipe, I mean, you can yeah. pick up pieces of it and, you know – Just be like, oh, I mean, she made this or your your cured egg stuffed mushrooms. Like I would have never thought of that. But then I'm like, oh, like that's such a cool thing to try. So I have been
3: playing with cured eggs for so long. Anthony Bourdain, this was years ago. I saw it on a page and I was like, what is that? And of course, his was like sun cured, right, right, whatever, whatever. But I was like, I need to make a sun cured. And I put them in everything from congee, which is delicious by the way. Yes. Savory congee to like, I mean, you name it. I put it to, um, fried rice to, I mean, I love my cured eggs and I I did salt ones way back when. Um, and I, cause you can grade those, you know, right over Mm -hmm. pasta. Yeah. Um, and I just I love them. They're just perfect. Why, yeah. <laughs> but the I'm gooey crazy. soy cured ones are really cool because they've got that like guaranteed gooey center, and they don't take that long, yes. which is nice.
2: I've been meaning to try that one. That one looks really really cool. And I I have done the salt cured before, but yeah, I mean it is it's harder, and you grate it. It's cool. It's kind of like a cheese. But I want to try that that soft version that you yeah you need like really you only cool. need like
3: eight hours, which I feel like is is quick.
2: In, yeah. if you th-
3: three hours will get you a really gooey one, which I like. But if you do eight hours of a soy cured egg, beautifully like gooey and it's just perfect.
2: Oh, okay, all right. The time has come. I'm gonna okay, do sorry? it. I'm gonna. Do- I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna. It's been enough. I I, I have to do it. <laughs>
3: you have to do it. You're so fortunate, Alexa. I feel like um you're getting. I I I just want to give you some credit here because I oh, feel great. like you're really wonderful at like getting this community of people together because I think it's because of you we've kind of all connected and because of the fee feed as well. We've all become sort of like a there's you know there's like a family forming, a oh. network of people who support each other. It, which is very is. cool. It is.
2: No, and it's really awesome because there's, you know, so many people that are like inspiring each other and it's very uplifting. And I feel like everybody's very positive and you and know. we
3: share, we share our, our little secrets. There aren't they aren't secrets, you know <laughs> What's going to help you? What's going to help me? It's all good.
2: We're oh my all different. Gosh. It's amazing. Well, real yeah. quick, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our
1: sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009 and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com.
2: So, Erica, tell me, how do you approach what's for dinner each night? Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's got to be fun for you. (laughs) In addition to Mm -hmm. making food for your content and whatever else you have going on, you've got to get dinner on the table. How are you doing it?
3: All right, I'm going to do pre- Pre-food creator content and posts. So pre this whole craziness that I'm into, cause I'm trying to like do a video, you know, four videos a week, which is hard. Yeah. Um, before that it was, I loaded my fridge up with things I knew, like I had my proteins, I had my vegetables, I had my grains so that if it's there, I will build it. Like I really can make, um, my husband's always like, I don't know how you did this. How did you make a meal out of nothing? Because he opens the fridge and he sees nothing,
2: mm-hmm. but I can
3: always find, especially if I've got beans in the in, in the cupboard. Like if I have, I, I I that's what I do. So I don't I don't plan. I'm just not that kind of a person. Like Monday we're gonna have, and Tuesday I, I never did that. Yeah, it wasn't who I was. I just knew the proteins that I either wanted to learn to cook or that I knew I could cook. I had them in there. I had my, you know, and my vegetables. There's always something I can do with it. I love eating, but I mean, vegetables for me, I was actually a vegetarian for years. So really? uh, Yeah. I was a vegetarian for years. So, but like, I knew I could always be, it was post babies and where I was feeling like I needed to like clean up my act. And my, I grew up on so many veggies and legumes that I felt like it was an easy transition. So I could do that. So I can, I've always been really good at cooking vegetables. Mm -hmm. And now that I have, now that I'm, creating content it's a little bit more complicated (laughs) like like I make the spaghetti pie um yesterday and the kids come in with their friends and they're looking at it I'm like go ahead guys dive in so that was dinner oh but (laughs) no it was supposed to be dinner but unfortunately it was eaten at three o'clock in the afternoon Uh. so then I'm like oh my gosh and I just have to pull together and I did some sort of like shakshuka-esque dish which I know I can always do you know, eggs and purgatory or something yeah. like that. Um, and some string beans that I have in the fridge. Like I always have veggies that are available and grains. I mean, that's easy. I have tons of grains. Um, and, and that's how it, now it's a little bit more difficult and I'm not going to lie. If I don't tell you that if after cooking and cleaning, cause I do all my own videos, editing, yeah. cooking, cleaning, uh, prepping, it's all me. And so at the end of the day, when I'm like, now I have to think about dinner. Oh, oh. my gosh. I want to lose my mind.
2: Yeah. Um, No kidding. I mean, it's, it's hard work doing all that shooting and setup and cooking and cleaning. And it's, it's very, it's exhausting. And so then at mm -hmm. the end of the day, then you're, you're making dinner for your, for your family too. So it's, you're, you're hustling, my friend. Like that is. I'm definitely hustling.
0: That is really
2: something. What are, what are the kiddos favorites that you make? Um, Okay. Let's see. What do they love? They love like shrimp and grits
3: um they love um let me think let me have to go back to both of them and think about what jossie loves lamb chops
2: um
3: harris loves tacos of any kind he loves tacos um and then veggie wise they are obsessed over like these carrots that i'm going to be putting out soon they're these grilled carrots i mean they do like vegetables thank goodness they don't love fish as much as i do
0: Mm-hmm. But, like,
3: they like shrimp, they but they eat it, um, and they actually like, like, mussels and vongole, Like, they like Ooh. that more than they like the salmon and the halibut and all of that, which is strange to me. Um,
2: and so, yeah, they, I mean, they like, even when I ask them, they, they don't have an answer. They're like, well, we like this and this and this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they know. get spoiled with all the food that you're making. Like you said, once they like kind of go out into the real world, they're going to be like, oh, wait a second. <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. And, they, and by the way, they have like no interest in helping either. I'm like, want to cook with mom? No. Oh, my God. They have no. Unless it's like some kind of like uh, crazy thing from TikTok, like, you know, the cloud bread or something. They don't want to. They don't want to be in the kitchen or a mug wow. cake. They don't want to be in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> well 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 they'll well maybe that'll change there's still time you're
3: right there's and my daughter has a really good nose it's it's creepy what she can figure out she'll be like this tastes a little bit she's nose she can taste it it's it's insane or wow be like, this well i mean they
2: obviously have good palates yeah
3: so they better What's at least hands? that
2: <laughs> yeah at least that oh my gosh so tell me about some ingredients that you kind of always have on hand i know you mentioned like veggies grains like what are some like Mm -hmm. i guess maybe more out of the ordinary things that you always have on hand
3: uh so for grains i always have polenta a quick polenta though i always have i i like having either farro quinoa those are the those are my believe it or not i don't cook rice enough which is weird i i need like a literally i don't know why i don't cook rice but i don't um but yeah farro quinoa polenta are major grains believe it or not we eat pasta, but not as much as those grains. Um, we eat those oh. grains more. Uh huh. Um, when it comes to spices, I have almost everything, but I love really good salt and pepper and smoked paprika. And my herbs are really important. I need to have my my um, basil, my parsley, my I even whether it's mint or cilantro, whatever it is. I like fresh herbs. I really do.
2: It really does make a big difference when you have fresh herbs with food. Like, huge,
3: huge difference. difference. Huge difference. And, of course, your garlic and your shallots and onions are a must, must, yes. must, must. Um, in my in my fridge, always have those ready. I can't get through them fast enough. I actually do a lot of shallots because sometimes my stomach doesn't agree with garlic, oddly enough. Um Cheers. Yeah, I know. And I love shallots, but um yeah so that's that's what's in my pantry nothing too exotic because like that's not how I cook really you know I need to open my I think open my mind a little bit more I do have some interesting like I have za'atar and I have um I love cumin I love yeah. oh, there's a lot of Mexican spices that I just I love you know like the ancho chili pepper all that stuff I really like it yeah um, I, I I enjoy Mexican food
2: yeah, well, it's, that's it's probably that's my second lineup.
3: favorite. Yeah, it's like I think it's probably my second favorite to Italian. It that's that's crazy. Like really wow. good Mexican.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I I hope you've been able to find. I know you're in the burbs. That uh, there's some good Mexican spots. Up no, by you. no.
3: <laughs> no, we not really, not really. We have one or two. That's about it. But there's not a lot of great Mexican up here.
2: Yeah.
3: Um. Unfortunately, I know. But I like. I'm I'm constantly reading about. I need to go and just. Like, when's that going to happen? Live there for a month, right? I'm going to leave my family for a month and I'm going to hang out in Mexico.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and your job, your career, just leave it all behind. <laughs> drink, drink a little tequila, mezcal. Yes. Oh, well, we can we can dream. We can definitely dream. <laughs> so tell me, who inspires you, Erica?
3: Okay. This is interesting. I thought about this a lot. Like when I get inspiration for my food, I, I, okay. There's the professionals and then there's the non-professionals, but, but my, my family, I really, I go back to that. Like what I ate. One of my biggest videos was pastina mm-hmm. and, um, my, 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 whatever, my followers were asking me to make mac and cheese. And I'm like, that's not authentic to me. Cause I didn't grow up on mac and cheese. I don't, my mom was never like, oh, here's a dish of mac and cheese. It wasn't because it was bad. It was just because that's not what she had. Right. But she'd always make me this pastina dish with eggs and cheese, like Parmigiano Reggiano and like butter. It was like what we ate when it was like, it was our comfort food. Yeah. So I I was like frustrated with them asking me. And I finally was like, you know what guys? And I literally said to camera, "I, I didn't grow up on mac and cheese. I grew up on pastina and I made the traditional dish. And then I made my my version, my creative version, which was with like grating carrots in it and like a bunch of basil oil and the whole thing. And it exploded. Like it, yes. like, it did I so remember. well. I know. I was like, what? This is so, you want to know about this? Okay. So then when I, when I realized that they, this was really what social media is, they want to know you, right? Well, what do you connect to? I started to dive even deeper and start thinking about the things that, my family ate. And when we sat around, like what, you know, and like, I, and, and then all of these ideas just started coming to me. And I, so my family is a big source, even breakfast. I was like, mom, like, what did you eat for breakfast when you were my mom? Okay. So my mother literally lived in, um, a, in a house that had no internal plumbing or internal heating. When oh my she was God. A kid. Yeah. Yeah. There was an outhouse. I mean, like, and she'll tell you they were middle-class, which is so funny when she says <laughs> that. And she's like, Erica, for breakfast, we were lucky if we had warm milk and bread. Um, which is, by the way, is such a tip. My parents are amazing. They came here, they opened up the p- pizzeria restaurants and it's just, I mean, amazing. And they put me through college. So I have so much respect for them. But yeah, so she's like, yeah, we were lucky if we had like bread and, and warm milk. And I was like, think about that. And I was like, you know what? I bet you I can make that taste really good. I mean, I know they don't have sugar and they didn't have, but I did this whole video on, um, bread and like warm milk and cinnamon toasted. Yeah. And it did really, really well. Um, but so I, that that's what inspires me at home. And then there's a ton of professional chefs that inspire me. I love barb um uh waxman. Yeah. Um from bar unfortunately I don't even know Barbuto. The old Barbuto is definitely gone. And I think the new Barbuto, I don't know, what's the status on that? Are they coming back? I hope so.
2: I hope so. I I don't know. But But I
3: I just love the way he uses fresh local he's like a, a Californian Italian chef. Yes.
2: Um
3: and I I mean I love the way he cooks. It's just the vegetables pop in every dish and he's using traditional Italian um, techniques, but he's using beautiful different ingredients. I just, I love, I love his food.
2: Oh, cool. Well, those are really good inspirations. My goodness.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I love him. I could eat at that restaurant. I, I, I would never get all of that, that restaurant. Yes. Oh my gosh. What I an mean, answer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's so how, really. sorry, sorry. How often <laughs> do you grocery shop then <gasps> with all this stuff you have in the house?
3: Uh, I, too much, because too that's much. What ha- yeah. Because I'm I'm so, and I know that ever I know that I'm not alone in this. If you're, it's like you can't compromise. Where like you're, when you're making it for your family, you're like, oh, I'm missing this. That's all right. They won't notice. But when you're cooking, when you're making a video, you're like, no, that's like, I can't not have that. And that would take the dish someplace else. I need to have that ingredient. So you're back at the store buying those two ingredients. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you went, and this time they didn't have those mushrooms you wanted. So I was back today getting, like, the rest of the mushrooms. And it was like, it's that. It's that. A lot is what I'm saying. Like... um, it could be like
2: once a day, like,
3: yeah.
2: Once a day, every day. It
3: could be, it could be, it depends. Like sometimes I'm, I, but it's not always like a big haul. Sometimes it's just that thing I need, you know, and you know how it goes. Sometimes you have to go with the flow. Like as much as you can plan your content in advance, you have to have enough flexibility to, to change if something comes up. Yeah. And so there's that.
2: Mm, oh my goodness. Yeah. Every day that is.
3: I know. I know.
2: You're keeping that local grocery store in business, my friend.
3: <laughs> I am. I am. Literally or, if, like, or if something that you were going to make last week didn't work out. So you, it's just, you're just always going
0: back. Oh, yeah.
2: Man. Yeah. Well, I guess there's worse problems to have than going to the grocery store all the time and making delicious stuff and hopefully I know. you know your family enjoys it once you're done making it
3: <laughs> yeah they better and if not I don't care
2: <laughs> yeah
0: seriously they're like
2: well they don't have a choice it's too bad
3: no I but when you go when you go grocery shopping too you can't really send other. well you can send other people and like if it's if it's like if, if if my sitters here and my kids are busy like I will um I'll be like you know Beth can you go and grab me like just the cereal whatever they eat you know like the morning stuff but if it's the fruits and the vegetables and the meat like I kind of need to see it you know, and feel it. And um, I was like that before, but I'm really like that now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You got to be particular about it, but I mean, it's, it's good. And then, I mean, you, you obviously are probably in tune with like what's in season and what's, what's looking good yes. and what's, you know, all that type of stuff. Which yes. Is and then you get
3: inspired too, right? So you go down a whole nother path you're like, oh, those look pretty good. I should be making this dish. So yeah, it's a little bit of that.
2: Oh my gosh. A so what's your like, favorite dish that you've
3: made? Um, okay, yeah, let me think about it.
2: It's probably like picking your favorite child.
3: I really liked it, the roasted head of cauliflower that I made.
2: I thought it was really good. Um That one was so like random. I would have never thought of that, but it looked amazing. Like I don't even like cauliflower that much. I know. Oh
3: my god, you don't? Oh my gosh, I love I love cauliflower. Ugh. Um I, I wait there's others but i can't like i've made so many i need to like see them um let me think, let me think. i did like the mushroom i thought that one was really good really good the mushroom oh, i love your, your
2: salad the, that salad oh my god what? the perfect salad i can't believe that
3: everybody loves. i make so many salads and forever my husband's been like you gotta make more salads you're so good at them make salads I'm like who the heck wants salads randy it's a salad i do make really good salads
2: Um, and I put that up and it went, every, everybody's making it. It's so crazy. It just looks amazing. It's just like the perfect combination of, of things. And it's like, not that, not that crazy, not that, you know, nothing that unique, but it's like, oh my God, all these things together do look like the perfect salad. (laughs) You know what? I think it's because it. it's
3: got all those fresh herbs and the farro and there's like a good combination of like hardiness. And then, then there's the strawberry and I try not to put too much of the bad stuff in it too. Like, I don't really like a lot of dried fruits in my veggies. Wait, there was something else that I wanted to say that I love that I made. What was it? Oh God, it was in my brain and then it was out. Um I don't know. I have to, I have to. um, Well,
2: they're all great. Worst case scenario. They're all very good.
3: (laughs) I mean, I have, I've been having a lot of fun kind of exploring and doing my thing. And, um. That's
2: awesome. Did you do a feast of the seven dishes?
3: I, oh, that was it. Thank you for, okay. (sighs) I loved the mussel dish that I did with the, with the, um, fregola.
2: Ooh. That was
3: one of my favorites. Fregola is this um, Sardinian pasta. It's kind of like a couscous, but it's more rugged. Mm-hmm. It's made from semolina flour, but it's not as like, it's, it's, uh, it's so good. It's so good. And I remember eating it literally maybe 10 years ago and being at the dinner table with my family and being like, what is this? And someone was like, Fregola. And I had it in my my mind, like, wouldn't that be great in a really good saffron butter, like lemon um, mussel dish? Because you know how you eat, like, you eat spaghetti with mussels, but like it just you, you, i don't know you, like the, some of the sauce slides off and it's kind of complicated but with the little yeah, tiny Yeah, it's like fregola, they're not the right
2: sizes. <laughs> no, and and
3: the fregola really absorbs all of that yumminess cuz you know my favorite part of the mussel dish is taking the bread at the end and just dunking it in. Yep. And that and that's what the that's what the fregola does. It kind of like absorbs all of this yummy delicious sauce. Ooh,
2: um, that's genius. Yeah, I I honestly didn't even think about that, but I It sounds like it's the answer that we've all been looking for.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And then I also did a, okay, so I don't love fried calamari. I prefer grilled calamari, but I Mm -hmm. get that you would like the texture of a crunch. Right. So I did this grilled calamari and I, and I was, i very specific about how I showed people how to get the grill marks. Like it's complicated that, that piece of fish needs to be really dry to get a nice grill mark on it. Yeah. And you take the, the texture of the breadcrumbs and I made this awesome topping and it was it coated them, so it it was just it was perfect. It was like my perfect compromise between fried calamari mm. and yeah.
2: Oh my gosh! Yeah. I cannot wait for you to cook for me because all this sounds amazing. And that is me inviting myself.
3: <laughs> yeah, for you to cook for me. <laughs> well, we're gonna
2: yes, 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 yes. I would love that. I Yay. would love that. <laughs> Good. Well, was there anything else important about your like culinary journey, lifestyle, food inspirations that I did not ask you yet? Um,
3: let me think. You were pretty, pretty, uh, I just think, um, I want to just inspire everyone else who's got this sort of story that they want to tell. It doesn't have to be food, but whatever it is that they want to do, I, I, I really urge them to go for it and try to tell their story and to be as authentic as they possibly can. It's hard because when you're on camera, even for me, I was in TV, I work in TV, so yeah. I was trained to be very, you know, polished and you're sometimes you're brand, right? yeah. you're, you represent brand, right? You represent brands. So you have to be, and I didn't grow up in a generation that just pulled out their camera and like talked to it. Right. right. Um, and, and so that was a little bit of a struggle. But the, 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 the sooner that I became more authentic and more honest, um, whether that be with my food or with my personality, uh, the, the more I connected. So that's what I just, anybody who has a passion of any kind. And I say this to all of the moms that I speak to. I'm like, they have these secret passions, you know? It's pretty cool. Like they've, they took a break from work. They were all really smart women and they came home and then they, like, now it's time. Their kids are older and they want to do something. And I'm like, just, just connect, you know, tell a story. You pick up a camera and, and make it happen. It's really important because there's, if if you're finding joy in something, chances are somebody else will too.
2: Oh, that's such good advice. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it really, it, I feel like that inspiration to just kind of like be your authentic self and share it with people. And it's a little bit out of the comfort zone for many, but it's obviously paid off for, for so many people, including yourself. So it's a, it's a good inspiration to just like, stop thinking about it and just do it honestly.
3: Yeah. And I mean, I have a long way to go too. I feel like I, you know, there's barriers and it's hard in 30 seconds sometimes too, to tell the whole story, but um, yeah. I'm figuring it out, and that's another inspiration I keep getting from everybody else. That you really see content creators that are so good at just being themselves on camera. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. That um, we each have our little niches, and we're kind of figuring it out.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Erica, for being with me today. No
1: problem. So lovely
2: chatting with you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To learn more about the food and drink discovery platform that is The Feed Feed, head to thefeedfeed.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Feed Feed. And don't forget to follow Erica. That's E-R-E-K-A at Erica V on Instagram and at Erica's food on TikTok. If you have a food story to tell or want us to interview a blogger, cookbook author, chef, or restaurateur who has helped you solve that question of what's for dinner, we would love your suggestions. Just send us a DM on Instagram. See you next time.
1: The feed feed is
3: powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradio.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com/slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from our listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Thanks for listening.